glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of Kicking It With The King. It's episode 343 of Kicking With The King, ladies and gentlemen. It is April 27th, 2021. Holy fucking shit. Another month going by, the month of April, man. Wow. April is almost away, and by the time we talk again, it will be May. Goodness gracious, ladies and gentlemen. That's absolutely crazy. That is absolutely insane. This year is just flying by, like, literally, um, not even, like, really thinking about it too much. But then, boom, it's like, damn, time is just going by that fucking fast. But, hey, better late than never, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's been since the 19th since we put out an episode of the podcast. I did try to put out one the other day, but... I just was not satisfied with the work in there, and I felt like I could have done way better. So I didn't even let uh, release the audio and stuff like that. But speaking of releasing audio and video, ladies and gentlemen, I know I don't know if we talked about it because it's been um, it's been I haven't been back on the podcast since uh, the trip. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the great city of San Francisco. It, it was fun. It was a blast. A lot happened in 48 hours, too. So um, if you guys haven't checked out the recent blog trip, uh, it's about 21 minutes long or so. Be sure to check that out on my YouTube. If you can't access my YouTube, um, be sure to click the link in my TikTok. I know I'm making it super difficult for you guys, but I might as well just post the videos for you guys along with this new episode of the podcast. So... Like I said before, we begin, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, do follow us on social medias as well. KWTK Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Real G the King on Twitter as well. And uh, here we are playing a fancy beer right now here uh, live at the top of the hour on the podcast. It's it, it's good to be back. I had lots of fun. Um, you know, like I said, seen a lot of stuff. Um, and let's not waste any time, too. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff. We've got a loaded show today, ladies and gentlemen. So don't think we're going anywhere. I mean, we, we're going to talk about the recap of the recent trip, as well as, um, obviously, UFC 261. The great, memorable, uh, unreal event that it was. I mean, the monumental, you know, 
part in history. The first event with a full sold out crowd since this coronavirus started. All the amazing performances. Two out of the three championship fights, the champions defended the belts. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about on this fight, uh, on this episode of the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, sit back, relax, smoke a joint, pour yourself a cold one as I'm doing myself. And I got my pen here underway to take multiple puffs of the stizzy. So we're ready to go here on the show. So let's start it off um, with the trip to San Francisco, right? So we had been planning this for a while. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have access to my YouTube, go and check out the second episode. Um, I did put a remastered edition out on YouTube as well. Um, just waiting for people to check that one out. That one, that one's gonna be a good one. Uh, like I said, so like I said, this this trip was planned for a while, probably like a couple weeks. I don't like we we talked about it like a couple weeks or something. Like you know, I have to get time off, or you'll use my days off to specifically plan the trip because you know I'm not really the type of guy. Like if you if you're if I'm in your employer, or if I'm under you and I'm working for you. There's a very low likely chance that I'm going to really ask for time off unless I have worked there for a good ass amount of time. I'm not calling out of work. I'm not, you know, I'm showing up to each and every shift. I'm, you know, I'm making it to every shift. You know, like I said, like every normal person that has a job in general should just always show up. And, you know, like I said, if you're calling out early, early uh, before you're even really working there, then that's where, you know, you got a problem. But yeah, so we planned this trip. Um... I had used my knowledge from, you know, past trips. You know, like I said, I, I didn't want to drive because San Francisco is absolutely packed. And let me tell you, the traffic is insane, dude. It, it's fucking insane, bro. So it's like, uh, you know, I, even wanting to drive, I, I didn't want to drive. I mean, I don't think anybody would want to drive there. I mean, that's absolutely, uh, you know, it's absolutely wild. I mean... The people drive there so idiotically, dude, and people just drive like they're on absolute drugs out there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Even as a pedestrian, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to be safe because I mean, you got to be more alert. You got to watch out where you're going and stuff because these people drive like they're absolute animals. So I mean, that's pretty insane, ladies and gentlemen, to say. But um, we're alive, we're here, and we're ready to go here on this motherfucking episode. So like I said... Uh, yeah, man, it, it was cool because I don't know what what given time uh, at the trip where uh, I decided to record. I didn't record the entire trip. It was like bits and pieces, you know, after every single attraction. So like, like, so like I said, we were going to all these different fucking places and I felt it was necessary. Okay, I should like, I should pull out the camera now and and walk and talk and if you look at the video the style the font the format it's kind of like a walk and talk blog you know what i mean just like you know walking and talking and you know more so for you know if you're a visual aspect and stuff we walked down some really cool places too so i i really enjoyed that um there was a shot in there i mean mushrooms are legal out there so um, I did take a couple, uh, I think an eighth or something like that, of um, some mushrooms. And, you know, I, I had heard about mushrooms from the Joe Rogan experience. I had, uh, you know, heard, heard different people's stories 
about their experiences with mushrooms, formerly fighters and stuff, and more so fighters than anything. Like a, you know, like a Rashad Evans kind of a figure. You know, Rashad Evans, Joe Rogan, mainly Joe Rogan, and you know, a couple of Joe's friends and stuff like that. We uh, we, you know, we we took a couple of them. Man, it it was one of the most freeing feelings in the world. Man, it felt like a. I didn't owe anybody anything. Like, I truly felt like I didn't owe anybody anything. I had felt in my head that I had been where I wanted to be in life. I'm where I want to be currently. And, you know, obviously, like I said, everybody wants to be somewhere farther or be somewhere where, you know, they're they're a lot more farther on in life. You know, like I said, everybody, you know, like people tend to think that way about things and be like, if I didn't make this decision in this past life or this memory or in this point in time in my life, I would be here or I'd be there. You know, you can't just say shoulda, coulda, woulda. You kind of got to like, you know, embrace where you come from and embrace where, uh, embrace the fact that you are where you are because you're a warrior and you need to keep moving forward. And, you know, that's where a lot of us tend to, you know, kind of fuck up things. You know what I mean? So that was like exactly the feeling. I was just sitting there, man. I had my phone in my pocket. I wasn't pulling it out, man. I was just enjoying the scenery. And uh, I, I can point out a couple of the scenes where I was absolutely loaded out of my mind on mushrooms. But goodness gracious, man. It was a it was a freeing feeling, man. I did I have one care or doubt in my mind and, you know, just wanted to sit there and be a free thinker. I mean, the, I've done them, I think, about four times in my entire life. Um, but, you know, I haven't, like... You know, like I said, the first time, I really didn't feel too much because I was so hesitant to, you know, taking them. I mean, there was one time where I was just laying down on the floor. I mean, obviously, like I said, the floor. Not, like, in a weird spot or anything. You know how people will, like, sit on the floor in their room or they're stretch and shit like that. And you got a carpet in your room for that shit. Like, I was laying on, the, like, a, like a big a big ass pillow and I had a, a blanket on. And I was just sitting there looking at the fucking ceiling high on mushrooms. And this shit, ladies and gentlemen, is moving, like... The ceiling is moving, literally, it looks like a ripple, like, like water. It looks like there's a bunch of squishy water under it. You know that, you know, like those water beds, the texture of them, how they're like bouncing and stuff and hella bouncy. That's literally what the ceiling looked like. And similar to this recent uh, vibe and trip that I had, I was sitting there. We're trying to figure out uh, which hotel to go to because the hotel that my brother previously paid for uh, or, you know, booked needed a chip, like the cards with the, the debit cards with the chip. And we didn't have one of those. I mean, there's a lot of people that just have the uh, non-chip, that slide only, and, you know, prepaid cards and gift cards and shit like that. So not a lot of people have the the chips. So, I mean, we had to rebook a different hotel that was uh, right down the street. But, you know, I the, the point being was, like, I was sitting back, you know, as he's figuring out all that stuff. I'm looking at his skateboard that's stand us uh, uh flipped upside down the bags are on the floor like right in front of, we're right in front of the hotel that we thought we were going to go in right and um you know i'm looking at the fucking skateboard and it's fucking moving bro it's like it's like the mushrooms are taking you to an inner dimension or something like that it, it, it's pretty wild it's like a wild ass feeling though it this it did take a minute for them to kick in and uh probably about like 30 minutes or so 
but I wouldn't have expected them to uh, you know like uh, either that I mean because I know you know you know with weed within like three minutes or so you're higher or you're smoking on the pens and shit like that and you get high hella fast so I mean I'm used to like getting that high or getting that buzz Arguably, I'd like to say that uh, the drinking buzz is a little bit higher than that. And speaking of that, man, we'll talk about that in a second as well. But yeah, so I did those mushrooms. They lasted for like at least about the whole damn day for sure. Uh, from the time I took them to when we were in the hotel room. I was fucking high as hell in the hotels too. So, I mean, um, we were walking for a while. I took a couple of uh, really good uh, videos of my cousin skating. And, you know, just us having a really good time. It was a good blog. Uh, it was really, you know, it was really uh, beautifully put together. I, I thought for my first uh, blog video um, that I released for the public, I, I thought that it went pretty well. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed that. We went back to the hotel. We went to the store but before that. Uh, I didn't get end up getting any food one of the nights. But then um, the second night, right, this is before we go to the... Uh, I think, I don't know if it was before, no, it was a day after, because the day we were, there was the previous day, but I don't know if if any of my fellow listeners, anyone out there knows the San Francisco area, you know where the Fisherman's Wharf is, right, you know where Pier 39 is, you know if you go down that little bicycle path that goes kind of towards the, um, towards Baker Beach, I think, if it's not Baker Beach, but you know how you're going towards the pier? And you take that big right and you just keep walking down the pier and there's all those fucking stores, all the clothes stores, all the banks and shit, like going kind of away from the pier and back into the, my voice is cracked, and going right back into this, like kind of like the center of the city, like walking away from it. That's where we were sitting, right? And there's this big ass building overhead and, you know, it's right in front of all the boats and stuff. So we're sitting down, we're smoking joints, we're having a good time and I'm just chilling, man. I'm like really just chilling and no, no scares in the world, no fears in the world. Uh, and then, you know, finally the day is over. We go back to the hotel. Uh, yeah, so we do we, we go back to the hotel, but we did go walking and that's when I was like recording some of the videos and stuff like that. And then um fast forward to the next day, we went to the me and my brother went to the pier, but um I had uh been locked out the hotel room, right? I had the cards, but the cards weren't working because of the uh the top lock it was bolted. Like, you know the top one when you turn it, it's like regardless of if if you put a card in there or a key you still you had to unbolt that you know that the little chains that hold the doors closed fully that's kind of what it was so i couldn't get into the hotel room after i had gotten back from uh well i was gonna go get food with my cousin but um ended up not doing that and i was just gonna go right back up to the hotel room and then i go back up to the hotel room and the door is locked i can't get in there i try multiple times i try to get the owner to come and open the door it didn't work so i end up uh just decided i have everything i need so i'm gonna go on a walk mind you i have my backpack with me so i was a little bit more secure than anything i i go on a walk for i don't know how many hours or so but and i have a good time i mean i'm still kind of high and shit like that uh i mean i'm just like you know vibing thinking a little nervous at times because you know like the cops driving around i mean what are they gonna think when they see some random ass dude walking around san francisco around 3 30 a.m and was like oh shit 
you know, there's a couple of them driving, walking by, but and driving by, no, try walking by. They're driving by and shit. So I mean, there's really nothing to look uh to be a super afraid of or anything, but it's kind of nerve wracking, man. I mean, it, you'd be surprised and you know seeing some of the people that were still up. I mean, if if you want to talk about a city that never sleeps, that's that's Las Vegas. But you know that San Francisco has its fair share of people as well that do stay up at at night too. So I mean, we have fun from that. And like I said, we went to the pier the next day. I went and got this badass new Super Mario sweater. Or well, I had it made at this one shop. I think it made them. Um, they have all the potential designs in the store, and you just pick the design. You pick the color of the sweater, and they uh they it's like an iron on or something like that. But you you have to flip your fucking shit inside out when you're washing it, so the material doesn't fade away and stuff. So I got a new sweater. I got new some new sunglasses. Um, like I said, we got some food. I went to the the pier. 39 and i got one of these um what was it you know those uh bread bowls it was like a bread bowl right the whole inside uh carved out and it was a crab and i do believe crab and shrimp it was a crab and shrimp uh chowder or some shit like that it was it was really good i got a what was it? I got some large fries on the side as well too, so I I, I enjoyed that. It was it was pretty fun, uh. But yeah, man. Other than that, you know, it was it's a pretty good overall trip. I mean, we smoked lots of joints. Um, and I got real fucking drunk. Not really fucking drunk, like you know, to where we were coherent. We had a good amount of time. Yeah, for sure. Um, had uh, a lot of fireball shots and. You know, we had a really good time, so it was, it was a good trip. Uh, you know, like I said, shout out to the the crew and everything, and uh, we're going to have a, more trips to come in the near future, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, let's take a quick commercial. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yeah, to get out there, we didn't drive like I was saying earlier. Um, we took a Uber to Dublin, California, where the BART station is, and we took, uh, the BART, uh, the BART train to Embarcadero, probably took about 40 minutes or so, but hey, ladies and gentlemen, we went right into the city, we had a lot of fun, um, it's kind of crazy and surreal riding public transportation like that, especially when you drive and shit, but the BART's been there for years and years, man. And then on top of that, it's, it's just like you see all these other motherfuckers riding. And they look like people that are well off. Obviously, people that, you know, seem to be doing pretty good for themselves. They obviously live out in the Bay Area, so things must be going good for them, obviously. Uh, but from there, like, you know, there's been times where I've been, you know, in L.A. and stuff. And I've taken the metro line, similar to the BART and stuff. It's just kind of like hella similar. Went on the metro line, had a good time out there. I mean, I went by myself, mind you, in that trip. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm used to public transportation. I mean, if I'm not driving somewhere, I'm either taking a plane, which costs hella money. And if you can get somewhere similar to on the feet or on, on the ground and stuff, and it's cheap. Like, you need to get somewhere and you don't have a car or you can't drive. Hey, man, a Greyhound bus, an Amtrak or an Uber, potentially. Hopefully, you don't have to go down that rabbit hole because Uber's a piece of shit. But, hey, you know, you can choose either Greyhound or Amtrak. You know, I've choose, chosen Greyhound and Amtrak for several of my trips, and 
you know, I, I've had a good time, man. You know, like I said, I mean, it's cool. They have Wi-Fi up there, up on that shit. You don't have to worry about driving. There's a driver that professionally takes you. You don't have to worry about shit. You only got to worry about the dumbass motherfuckers that sit next to you that are random as fuck. Man, like, I don't want no random-ass weirdo sitting here next to me, man. I, when I went to Texas the first time, when I, when I moved to Texas, and I took I, I took a Greyhound bus. I didn't, take a, I didn't take a car. I didn't take a plane. I took a fucking Greyhound bus. And we got stuck in kind of like desert-like area. And we had to wait for like another bus to come. This was probably 2017 or so. But yeah, man, it was fucking wild, man. These buses, man, you know, it depends on who's driving and, you know, the lucky you have and stuff like that. But hey, like I said, for the San Francisco trip, yeah, we, we took uh, the Amtrak. Or not the Amtrak, excuse me. Um, the bar and, you know, the majority of it walked and had a good amount of time and drove for to some places and stuff like that. I went to Quake Tower, that tower that looks like a lit cigarette at night. Wanted to go to the Palace of Fine Arts. I had talked about that for super long. But it didn't come to fruition because we were just so damn having so much damn fun everywhere else. You know what I mean? But yeah, the trip was good. Um, like I said, do check out those vlog series and stuff like that. I will be releasing more of those as we start to take more trips and stuff. I'm not necessarily, like, gonna do any local vibes or any... Unless, like, you know, we do, like, a walk and talk and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, we find good times to do it. But I'm not just gonna do any vlog. For me, I'm gonna do some special ones and stuff. Like I said, that's what the podcast is for. We're gonna sit here, we talk on a weekly, uh, weekly by weekly basis, and talk about whatever we need to talk about. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any more time here. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, especially regarding UFC 261, because there was a bunch of holy fucking shit moments throughout that entire night, man. I mean, leg injuries, but you're on leg injuries. I mean, seeing what happened to Chris Weidman, oh my God, that that, that was shades of his victory over Anderson Silva the second time when Anderson Silva broke his leg the exact same way. And the thing is, for Chris, it was minutes, it was seconds in the fight. Oh my God, it was terrible, man. That, that, that was like deja vu all over again. I mean, Thug Rose returning. Beautiful head kick knockout over Zhang Wei Li. Who would have thought she would have ended it like that? You can't sleep on Rose Nama Yunus. And, and finally, at the top, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Holy fucking shit. Kamar Usman defeats Jorge Masvidal. And notice I said defeats, because not only did he defeat him, he knocked him out. Cold. Nasty punch. You seen the sweat fly off Masvidal's face. Good God. Good fucking God. Good God. Damn. That's fucking. That's just. Oh, my God. I still can't even believe it's real. I mean, out of all ways that we thought Marty was in a win, he knocks Masvidal out. I mean, you go back to the first fight, and you know, it's relatively like a a good Kamaru Usman fight. I mean, I, I thought Kamaru looked amazing in the first George fight. I thought that uh, Kamaru would beat George in the second fight. I didn't think he was going to knock him out, though. I don't think 90% of the world thought he was going to knock him out, unless you're Camaro fans and you're hardcore Camaro fans. But generally, for the general population and the general public 
looking at this fight, you know, we knew Kamara was dominant. We knew Kamara had his number in the first fight. We knew Kamara has been on this hot streak and been beating some of the best in the world and, you know, former champions and top contenders. Uh, and, you know, he's looking absolutely amazing I mean, considering what he did to Colby, what he did to Gilbert Burns, what he did to Tyron Woodley and all that. I mean, we've seen Kamara Usman on a hot streak. And we've seen him defeat Jorge Masvidal but previously on six days' notice. And... You know, he, he did what he needed to do to win the first time and the second time. Goodness gracious, man. He he knocks him out cold and, you know, puts a stamp on his uh rivalry with Jorge Masvidal and, and puts that one to sleep. So uh, let's start off. And also, you can't, can't fail to mention uh, the great Valentina Shevchenko also dominating, as we did say earlier, uh, two out of the three champions defended their belts. Uh, we had one new champion crown, and that was Thug Rose Namajunas. Let's start off with uh, Thug Rose versus uh, Young Wei Li. A lot of uh, buildup and lead-up to this fight. A um, little bit of controversy regarding some of the comments that Rose did make and stuff like that. But after, you know, for me, that, that all disappeared after seeing Rose win and, you know, seeing how she apologized and she didn't mean to offend them. And, you know, you can kind of see where she's coming from because China is very corrupt and all that. It doesn't mean all their people or athletes and stuff, especially if they're fighting in the UFC. And, you know, I, I hope to God there's nobody that supports communism that fights in the UFC. But, you know, like I said, I can understand where she's coming from. And, you know, Rose, Rose is a different kind of character, man. She's really, truly one of the best uh, fighters on the planet. I mean, she beat Joanna who was regarded as one of the best of all time. And she's the one that unseated Joanna. And Rose lost to Andraj. Andraj lost to Zhang Weili. Rose comes back and wins the belt in an impressive fashion. You know, I, I originally sitting back thinking about the fight, I'm like, you know, I, I, I can't compare. You can't compare fights that people have had with former opponents and stuff. But, you know, she did have a harder time with Andrade the second time. She did get busted up. It was not an easy fight for Rose the second time. But um, she, she back, and she looked flawless in this Zhang Weili fight. I mean, for her to do that to Zhang Weili, I mean, like I said, I don't compare fights or do MMA math or anything like that. But if you look at uh, Andrade's, Zhang uh, I mean, uh, Weili's performance to win the belt against Andrade, she dismantled her so quickly and, and very viciously and in impressive fashion. And you just, you look at Rose's fight with Andrade, it was a, a tough one the first time. Um, it was a very tough fight the second time, but, you know, seemed like Zhang Weili had no problem with dismantling. You know what I mean? And she dismantled Andrade easily and you know rose comes back and dismantles jung Lee with a beautiful head kick beautiful point beautiful kick beautiful uh follow-up shots and you know the fight is over jung protested it but hey man she was out man that 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 was that was a really bad knockout it was a really no not really bad that's not one of the worst knockouts in the world i mean i'd say the masvidal usman knockout was oh my god that was just insane man and Valentina, speaking of Jessica Andrade, Valentina Shevchenko makes easy work of Jessica Andrade. She takes her down at will, and, you know, she got on the side of the crucifix. She smashed her with elbows, and the great Valentina Shevchenko once again, once again excuse me, proves that, you know, 
who's next? Is there a woman alive that can beat Valentina Shevchenko at flyweight? Is there is there a woman on the planet that's not named Amanda Nunes that could beat Valentina Shevchenko? Because other than that, we haven't seen Valentina really struggle with anybody, and that just shows you how good Nunes is. If if you know Nunes is beating Valentina, I mean Valentina's regarded as one of the best of all time. Nunes is regarded as one of the best of all time. So I mean, seeing Nunes and Valentina have their their rivalry and stuff like that, it's almost keen to where we're gonna need a third matchup eventually. I know I'm being disrespectful, not bringing up some potential flyweight contenders for Valentina, like Lauren Murphy. And shit like that, but hey, there's at this point in time, same thing with Mighty Mouse, the same thing with Anderson Silva when he was in his prime. There, there's nobody out there that's gonna beat any of these motherfuckers anytime soon. You gotta be a special athlete. Khabib was able to slide out of the game undefeated, no one was able to beat him. There's levels to this shit. Valentina wins in impressive fashion. Looks good. Rose, obviously, there's still some some uh, stones to turn over with Rose. I mean, there's still a lot of good matchups for Rose, considering the fact that she just won her belt back. And, you know, the way she won her belt both times was very amazing. You know what I mean? It was very amazing. The first time she fought Ioana, she knocked Ioana out. Second time, it was a close decision. And... You know, like I said, Rose is an amazing champion, man. She's she's really an amazing champion. It was heart-wrenching, uh, eye-watering, man. It was emotional, man. UFC 261 was absolutely emotional, man. Because um, just from the, the prelims and hearing the first uh, the Bruce Buffer say, We are live! He's like, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, oh, my God. Right when he said that shit, I was like, my eyes started watering, man. I was like, this moment's so beautiful. Like, I've missed the fans. We have missed the fans so much. And to hear the roar of the fans, regardless if you like the boos or not, the boos and the cheers and the crowd chanting, fuck Jake Paul, fuck Jake Paul, fuck Jake Paul, fuck Jake Paul. Like, oh my god, dude, it's like wow. <laughs> and Jake Paul in attendance, DC getting into it with Jake Paul. Hey, I mean, Usman's knockout over Jorge Masvidal. I mean, who, who, tell me right now, who in the fuck would have thought he would have one punch knockout Jorge Masvidal? Now, mind you, Usman did say that the first time was six days' notice, but he said the second time, I'm gonna finish your ass. And what did Usman did? What did he do? He finished Jorge Game Red Masvidal. Not only by not only by finish, he knocked him out. Good God, it was amazing. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, Valentina's performance was amazing. Rose's performance was amazing, but you know, a lot of those people wanted to go see Masvidal and Usman, right? Big majority of them. The first fight back with a sold out crowd of fans. Now there's really. No, no need for any alley them to ever fight again. Cause after that, man, oh my God, no, just no, just no, just no. Mazula doesn't have a bad chin. I just think that the the velocity and the power and the technique and uh, the the 
fucking torque he put into his body to generate that nasty punch. He put everything into that punch. He slept him. The fight is over. And, and obviously, like I said, now the, the, the topic, now the conversation is uh, who should be next for one Kamaru Usman, who's been finishing motherfuckers left and right. And really, you know, the duo with Francis and Ganu and the coaching and the, the love and the bond that both these men have with each other is absolutely amazing. So, like I said, without further ado, going with who is next, I, I mean, Colby Covington's in the, in the, in the, um, was in the crowd. He obviously was very uh, vocal and, you know, obviously there because, you know, he deserves the next shot at the welterweight title, according to Dana White I and mean, according to a lot of people as well. Um, I mean, because considering, I mean, if you look at Usman's last couple fights, like last four, if you look at him, last four fights. Okay, so we got, yeah, the fight with Woodley. It was with Woodley. Who did Usman fight after Woodley? Dude, I'm I'm kind of fucking. I'm kind of fucked up. I drank a beer, and this beer is like an eight percent or two, and I got high too, so we're pretty fucked up on here. Uh, let's see. So Usman, I want to look at his uh pull up his uh history real quick. So he he obviously before that he fought Gilbert Burns. Uh, then. Dude, Kamaru fucking Usman, dude. Jesus, the way he, the way he's been able to win. So, uh, yeah. So before, uh, he fought Tyron Woodley. At two thirty, UFC two thirty five, went and fought Colby Covington after that. Beat Mazda all the first time. It seemed like it seemed like that July that Mazda fight was wasn't even that long ago. The first one. He stops Gilbert Burns and um, stops Masvidal by knockout, man. It's fucking insane, man. But, man, all his wins, you know, he, he beat Leon Edwards back in 2015, too. So, I mean, Leon Edwards is in the mix, too. I mean, he has a fight with Nate Diaz coming up. Are you kidding me? Stockton's own Nate motherfucking Diaz. Is, is that a winnable fight for Diaz? And it, it, Just a quick little side note. I mean, if they're talking about if Diaz does beat Leon Edwards, which is so very unlikely. Leon Edwards is so good. I'll bet the house on Leon Edwards. Just don't do no legal eye pokes or anything or anything like that. Leon, we got him. We got, no, no, there's no talk of Nate Diaz getting any title fights. Anybody that's saying that or talking about that, just, I'm shooting it down completely because it's not going to happen. Nate Diaz is not going to beat Leon Edwards at this day and age. Speaking of Nate Diaz, we also had Nick Diaz in the building. I mean, Nick Diaz is a better chance of, uh, of winning because, I mean, if you look at him, he's he's been good at welterweight for a very long time. Nate's been good at lightweight for a very long time. There's weight classes for a reason. There's matchups to be made. Styles make fights. And you bring a Nick Diaz in the mix, dude. 
it's 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 an exciting thing, man. We don't really see Nick Diaz often, and the fact that we've seen him at UFC two sixty one, the fact that it is he had a meeting with Dana, the fact that he's looking for a fight, we we could probably potentially have Nick Diaz back in twenty twenty one, and that could be just aside from everything else, that could be great for you. Don't even have to talk about welterweight title shots or any of this other different shit like that. You just talk about the return of one Nick Diaz. You haven't seen him fight since the fight with Anderson Silva back in two thousand fifteen. Jesus Christ, it's been a pretty fucking long time ladies and gentlemen i'm pretty sure we want to see nick diaz back um not against jake paul though you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah man it, um going back to uspin though man but he 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 has a rematch with colby covington people are talking about the potential rematch with colby covington right i was just gonna say it earlier right when i first brought it up i was like dude I don't think I want to see a rematch with Colby. Because you realize, like, Usman's just getting better. Did did Usman have Whitman in this corner when he fought Covington the first time? Because I don't think Usman is he's not the type of guy that's going to get hit that much. In this fight, in this next fight, and you think about it, like that Colby versus Usman fight was a back and forth affair for like a really long time until Usman broke his jaw. But Usman broke his fucking jaw. Hey, why would anybody want to rematch with someone who broke your jaw, bro? It's like, damn, that shows you how good Colby is, how strong his mindset is, and how willing he is to do it again. Because, like I said, the first fight's different, and you know, uh, both competitors will approach it very differently. And I think that it will be a different fight. But ultimately, I just think Us- what after Usman, what he did to Masvidal, that made me scared for the next three people at Usman fight. Because like I said, he's, he, he, he slept Worley Alves. You remember, or not Worley Alves, was it? Not Worley Alves. I think it was, uh, well, who's the guy that, who's the dude that Usman slept early on? My baby girl just texted me. Um. Who was it? It was, uh, I forgot, it's a Brazilian dude. But he one punch knocked out that guy. But after that, we didn't really see. I mean, Usman was beating people by decision for like the longest time. But this motherfucker was looking good while he, he beat people by decision, though. Yeah, he beat you by decision. Similar to GSP beating people by decision. But he beat the fuck out of you for three to five rounds or however long you needed to do it. But uh, here, here we go. Let's go all the way back. Okay, so. Eh. Wait, no, it wasn't. He did beat Worley Alves. Sergio Moraes. That's the one. I got it confused. He knocked out Sergio Moraes uh, in 2017. And, you know, uh, from there, he. One, two, three, four, five. Five decisions in. Uh, like the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Five decisions in the last eight fights or something like that. I don't look at me counting under my breath and stuff like that. I mean, overall, man, like I said, anybody that's going to take on Usman is probably going to get finished now. <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy to think about like the fucking transition from Usman 
just dominating people. People think he's just wrestling or he just dominates and hugs him and takes him down. No, dude, Usman finished Gilbert Burns. And now he's finishing Jorge Mazadal, dude. And Mazadal's never really even... We've never even seen this before. I mean, as many fights as Mazadal's had, and a handful of them have been questionable decisions, he had never been finished before. Like that. I mean, inverted triangle, whatever you want to say, but that wasn't a knockout. That wasn't a bad knockout either. So, I mean, that, that, that shows you how good Kamaru Usman is. That's cool. Two out of the three title fights are women fights. Female fights, excuse me. Um, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking unfortunate, though. I mean, looking at... I mean, seeing how classy Masvidal was post-fight, man. That shit was beautiful, man. It shows you that he is as classy as ever. And he's very, very respectful. Very, uh, no excuses. Very classy. And, you know, that's just what the sport's all about, man. They they embraced, obviously, after that. Man. I mean, we live in a crazy-ass world as it is, man. And also, on top of that, we're in one of the craziest sports on the planet. So, I mean, the fact that this this happened and, you know, the fact that they embrace afterwards shows you that this is not the worst sport in the world. I mean, that one big thing that makes me cry every single time or, you know, water up is seeing the, uh, you know, the respect between both athletes. And there's a certain part a certain point in time where it hits you differently when you know they hated each other for the longest time or they uh, you know they were rivals in between they you know they had their fair shares of talking shit on socials or you know in, in person interviews or whatever it is press conferences bullshit but yet they squashed the beef very respectful. And, you know, Masvidal is classy as ever, especially with the interview with Talwani. Did the interview with Talwani said he would love to fight Nick Diaz next? He's a gamer. He wants to fight. Usman's as game as it comes. Maybe take some time off for Masvidal later on. Maybe later this year, towards the end of the year, probably around October or something like that. Maybe. Maybe a little bit before that. I don't know. It's a timetable. It depends on who, uh, how he how he feels and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it's uh, looking forward to seeing what Masvidal does next. And there's still a lot of good fun fights with him. I think that Usman is the best of the best. And you know, unfortunately, sometimes you don't need to be putting people like Masvidal with guys who are the best of the best. And I mean that. In the, Every respectful way. I mean, other than the, like I'm saying, like other than the fight with Usman, Masvidal still has so many fun fights to to uh, run back with. You know what I mean? Because he's such a big superstar, and you think about how long Masvidal's been fighting in MMA and stuff, and you think that's till this day, twenty twenty one, he's a superstar still. Even with the loss, even with the loss, ladies and gentlemen, it's it's a uh, it, it it's it's still uh you know he's still a superstar. You know what I mean? Alright, so, you know how I like to scroll through Instagram and find shit? I just found some shit that was hella fucking funny, bro. It said, within one week, Conor McGregor 
donated 500000 to a different Louisiana charity despite Dustin Poirier and bought the pub where he punched the old man just to, just to ban him from it. What? That's fucking wild. <laughs> Connor bought the bar that the old man went to and he banned the old man from that bar because he bought it and it's his property. Connor is a savage man. Damn, dude. You look at TikTok. Look at that TikTok. You see a lot of crazy fucking shit. Such good people. Such beautiful people in the comment section. But... What's the next fight card? Let's move along. Uh, wait, do we have any? What's the fight cards coming up? What, what's the next shit that we got coming up? I feel like there's still more to talk about when it comes to UFC 261 because, like, UFC 261 was fucking insane. Got UFC 262 coming up, though. UFC 262, the fight headlined by Chandler versus Oliveira. Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Let's go. Look at this little promo. Michael, Michael Chandler, he can put himself in position for a championship fight. Oh, Michael Chandler. Round one knockout. Surprise, surprise. There's a new king in the lightweight division. Michael Chandler will fight for a UFC championship against Charles Oliveira. Oliveira, he is on a serious rise. You came to fight with the wrong one. That's a mistake in the wrong way. The most submissions in UFC history. He is a finisher. I am the finisher. Started a finishing. I am the finisher. I just think Leon Edwards is going Leon Edwards is going to beat the shit out of Nate Diaz. Let me just I mean like I said it if not then we're wrong. We shouldn't make pits we shouldn't make fight picks while we're under the influence, I guess. Because 
Other than that, I, it's generally what I think. Same thing with with me beating with Usman thinking I was thinking Usman's gonna beat Lazaro. I was right, was I not? I didn't say he was gonna knock him out. I don't think the entire world knew he was gonna knock him out. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man. Let me just take a quick little shot. All right, and uh, yeah. So everything else is coming up. I can't wait for it. Um, we are so fucked up on this podcast. Like, I don't know if you can hear it from my voice and shit like that, but dude, <laughs> what a wild showing we got today. Um, it's good to have been back. We still got a little bit of time left. We got about 15 minutes left here on the program. Um, like I said, we haven't, we haven't been here since the San Francisco trip and stuff. So it's good to be back here. But, uh. Uh, I wanted to show you guys this. If, if you guys haven't heard it yet. I wanted to show you guys this. Um, this song. It, it was a song that I mixed. It's on the feed. It's on the KWTK pod feed. But I wanted to show you guys this exclusively. And if we don't get to an hour, that's perfectly fine. Because we are fucking smashed here on this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, goodness fucking gracious. We're having a lot of fun, though. We had a lot of fun, like, talking about everything today, though. I mean, fucking Rose Nava Yunus. Knocking out Wei Li Zhang like that. Zhang Wei Li like that. Valentina Shevchenko. Getting the job done against or so-called toughest challenge to date. Didn't really seem to be a tough challenge there. She did good. She did great. You know what I mean? And similarly to... Damn, Salma Hayek is so fucking hot, dude. My God, fucking damn, dude. Her husband is so lucky. And I was looking at the Oscars and shit like that. Fuck, dude, Salma Hayek has been hot for years, man. That bitch does not age. Boob job and everything. Damn, she she, she looks so good. I bet that pussy's so good. She's so fucking hot, too. This age is just a number, baby. Especially if they're old as fuck, older as fuck, and like that. I, I'm gonna look that up. How old is Salma Hayat? Because she is fucking gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. She is Mexican. Mexican-American, huh? 54 years old, dude. She's 54 years old, man. I like me a 54-year-old woman. Because she is fucking fine, bro. She is fucking fine. Does she have kids? Any kids? Does she have any kids? Oh, she has one kid. She's 54, year old, 54 years old and only popped out one kid. I mean, damn, I would have been hitting that pussy multiple times, bro. I don't know about you guys, but damn, she's fine as fuck. 
All right, what's next here on this episode? What let's what's what's our closing statement for this podcast today? I think, I mean, honestly, I think that is, um, I think that's it, yeah, pretty much that's it, I think that's it, ready for today, being, goodness gracious, what a fucking historic fight night that was, I mean, with the fans back, and all that, um, it was a wild fucking time. And it was it was surreal, man. It, it was a crazy fucking performance, not only by by just the champions and the challengers, but just everybody on the card. Everybody on the card looked good. You know, Randy Brown looked good. His one arm choke. Um, we got Usman knocking out Mazadal. Rose knocking out. I mean, you realize that all three championship fights ended by knockout. Which is fucking crazy, bro. You know what I mean? Just shows you how crazy the sport is. And how how dedicated the athletes are and stuff like that. So it's uh pretty fucking crazy. But uh, fucking need to stretch, man. I'm fucking tired and lazy. But I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, it's good to be back here for about uh, 45 minutes or plus. Um, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod. Lil G the King on Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, you have TikTok, Snapchat, and all of the above, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado, like I said, be sure to follow us. Like, share, rate, review. We're available on Spotify podcast exclusively. We're available on Apple. We're available everywhere you get your shows. Ladies and gentlemen, it was good to be back. DJ, it's all yours. We're out of this bitch. Bye, folks.